Thank you for being with us today on 21-ish Minutes. I'm Mark Dawson. Hi, I'm Alexis Bidlake. Hello, I'm Casey Miller. Alexis does our market data, our statistics, our market reports. We're going to talk about that today, what we can glean from real estate statistics and how it can apply to us in our own real estate situation. And how the boring things are actually really interesting. They're super interesting. Boy, if you could generally learn in life how to make boring things interesting, wouldn't life be so full and fulfilling and just gloriously wonderful? Right? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. I, I was just going to say, I'm like making it sound like like market updates today, but it's interesting. It's so really like, interesting. Yeah, stick I with I feel us like here. the entire office kind of waits for the market update. Yes. And also our community waits for the market update. And it can, I guess, help you choose what route you're going to take in real estate. So it's if, actually important and interesting. If you understand what it means, it's interesting. Of course. Because it, it applies to you, your home, and your money, right? Pretty important things. <laughs> well, and something I learned super early on in this business, um, I can't remember who specifically told me, but you can't fight statistics. Uh-huh. You can't. Yep. Statistics are there for a reason, and that's we provide the information for you, so you get to decide what you want to do with it, yes. right? They tell the truth, but they can be misleading. Just yes. how I am with my wife. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie and say that I bought those boots, but I would like her to think that I did. Because she I will always find out you didn't buy the boots. <laughs> yes, I did. That's right. <laughs> Girls are smarter than boys. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> That's part of the long-term market report. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to help my stand out of the way. I'm going to be quiet now, Lex. And okay, great. Cool. So uh, we, for the most part, are going to collect this data between... Uh, the first and the fifth of the month, the sooner the better. But if you collect it closer to the fifth, we account for some data being more correct, if you will. Uh, there are homes that are going to close towards the end of the month, the prior month that is, and some brokerages might be slow to get that information in. So uh, believe it or not, it can be good to kind of just hang out and wait, even though we're all antsy and want to know what the market looked like the month prior. So the first thing that we uh, look at as an office, we specifically select areas 1 through 10, and you don't really know what that is within our MLS system, but that would be just Yellowstone County. So think anywhere from West End Heights, downtown, we have some Lockwood in there, and then even Huntley Shepherd area, uh, but anything that falls in the realm of Yellowstone County. So it's a lot of diversity there, it's, right? It's, it's a lot. high-end homes, there's homes... Million-dollar homes and mobile homes and— Absolutely. Farms, ranches, lots. It's a lot going on there, so <laughs> a lot of numbers to uh, pick through. So we start with uh, the first thing, average days on market. So for average days on market, it's exactly what you think it would be when I say that, is uh, how long it took for a property to sell once we got it listed within our MLS— how long did that take? So the average number right now is about 44 days, which is not horrible. I think that that's a pretty normal thing. Uh, obviously, during COVID, we saw houses moving within hours. So right. uh, I think it's good to be clear and concise and set that expectation for our clients that you're, you might be hanging out on the market for 44 days, and that's okay. So uh, we can always circle back and readjust if we need to, but that's completely normal. And that's a really cool thing for agents. They can pull, you know, they can pull the whole entire county, but they can narrow it down to all the way down to a neighborhood. Like the the houses in this neighborhood, right. let's say Copper Ridge, all of these homes are selling yes. within X days on market. And so you can really give your, your clients good up-to-date information just by pulling this really simple number. There is a great point there. I mean, there are some neighborhoods that are super coveted where homes hardly ever come up 
for sale. Right. And then there are neighborhoods where you're competing against new construction, a bunch of new homes going on the market at any given time, and just preferred neighborhoods. One aspect of this statistic that can be a little bit misleading, what it doesn't account for is if a home is listed for 180 days and then relisted, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't account for that. And then it doesn't, you know, it's just broad, so it's not meant to specify by price range here. But we had a house come on the market this week, 544 Park Hill. What was it, 230, I believe, somewhere in that Mm -hmm. neighborhood. And it had two offers that afternoon. Um, My wife has a listing out in Shepherd for 615 or something that – been on the market a while. Right. <laughs> you know, absolutely. property's not priced right. Uh, it could be an infinite number of days. It's just plain not going to sell if it's not near the market. Yeah, it's important to look at all the factors. Yeah, absolutely. And we tend to see the houses that are in a first-time home buyer price range, like the 250 to 350 range, selling a lot faster. So right. that can affect days on market too. Uh, The next thing that we look at pretty loosely here in our office, because it's the most misleading statistic, I think, is list-to-sale price ratio. So this is basically looking at uh, what we listed the property for and what it actually sold for. So, yeah, Mark, (laughs) this is something you're really passionate about. Can you speak to that? Oh, the uh, list price. The list, yeah, list-to-sale price ratio. sale price. So... It's a relevant statistic, but what it doesn't take into account is has the price gone down? So if something is listed at 400, drops to 495, drops to 480, sells at 478, it shows almost a 100% list to sell ratio where that's not super accurate. That statistic really is reflective of sellers' expectations to what the market is. And they always tend to go up faster than the market, right? No matter how good the market is, sellers just keep on raising prices. Yep. If absolutely. they can. Yeah. Yep. I think it's a really useful one if you use it correctly. Yeah. And you're, for example, if, if you're helping a buyer and they're going, okay, what do you think we should offer them? You can look at comps. Let's say you pull six comparable properties and you actually do the math and you're like, okay, these have sold at right. 94% of their list price. That's probably where we're going to land. Right. So you can actually offer good information. But when you pull it on such a broad spe- spectrum, it's just like Mark said, it's hard to it's hard to gauge how super accurate it right. is. Yeah, of course. Remember a time not too long ago, we ended up with a higher Mm-hmm. price and sale ratio. And what it was is a new construction homes listed at X. Somebody bought it and added on a whole bunch of things and the price showed more. So I guess if there's any point I would like to get across today is that statistics to generalize are great, but to really get meaning, we've got to delve in, look mm-hmm. a little closer, use your expertise, use your uncommon sense. Uncommon sense. <laughs> and that's our job. I mean, that's right. what we should be doing right. for every single one of our clients yep. is, is really diving into the statistics in a useful way for them. And what you alluded to, the specific area and situation. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so next thing, uh, what everyone loves, average sale price. So that is what it is. And again, it can be misleading depending on which <clears throat> market or not market, neighborhood, if you will, you're in. So right now, if you look at our market update, you'll see that it we're sitting right around 387. And again, that's big picture, right? It's not a specific neighborhood. So I think here, if you're helping a client, you probably need to look at a more specific area. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think of my own house, like there's some condos across the street that probably are selling for 200. And then I know there's some right above me that are over 800. So, and, and people always joke with, Average sales price, and that's what I'm going to use to, to gauge my price off of. And that's what Zillow does. And that's why realtors right. are so important. So Zillow takes 
a bird's eye view of this house and then they do a radius and they say, okay, these houses all around here have reported for this. So your average price is going to be this. Right. And if you're average, if you're <laughs> average and if your Zillow agent walks through the house, what do you think they'd actually right. say? <laughs> it's like looking at a photo of somebody and deciding I like this person. They're a good, they're a good person. Yeah. That's, you know nothing about them. You know, gives yep. you a, somewhat of an impression. Is yeah. What it does. Yeah. yeah. Is this, you guys are speaking of the Zestimate. Is that what it's yeah. called? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Perfect. The A in Zillow stands for accuracy. Have you heard that? <laughs> it's <laughs> so like, true. And, and then the county assesses properties too. It's called cadastral. I, it, I don't know. That yeah. word just sounds like a BS term. Sounds like uh-huh. disaster. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're yeah. lying. It's a disastral. Yeah. yeah. Disastral. So you guys might find this interesting. You're talking about different areas. So in Billings, Montana, area six is where the hospitals are, mm-hmm. the colleges are, some really iconic Highlands historic. Golf Course, historic golf course, mm-hmm. underdrilled place. Beautiful homes with mature yards and large lawns. And then also in Area 6 are the best places in town to buy meth. So <laughs> the average home price, you know, it's a, it's a broad, again, you got to look a little closer. I looked in the last 30 days, the average home sale price in Area 6 was 201000 The previous 30 days, it was two sixty six for a combined of two forty seven. Mm-hmm. If you would have had one $800,000 home sell in that area in the last 60 days, the average price would have been 340000 Right. Right. So it's, it's small yeah. enough that one thing can really throw it off. Or think of the neighborhood with the $2 million houses. Right. Yes. <laughs> can you imagine what that would do to that right. area? For sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Ah, love Billings. So diverse. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> about the meth comment. I'm just trying to be honest. I, I know... You guys are both more connected to law enforcement than I am. You know people yeah. well in that business. So fentanyl is more the drug of choice now than meth, right? It seems, yeah. Is that yeah. classier? Do you think that's an upgrade? I think for our it's um, unsuspecting. Like from what I hear, you probably are buying meth, but actually getting fentanyl. Oh. <laughs> but you know, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think that's just a that's not just a here thing. Yeah. That's right. a everywhere oh, thing. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> All right, back to some real estate. Pause <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while. Oh, well, we need we need that sometimes. Okay, so next thing, months of inventory. So looking at this number, we're looking for if we took all the homes that were active currently on the market, how many months would it take for us to be completely sold out of homes if nothing new came on the market? So I do believe that a seller's market, if you will, is six months of inventory. And then anything, I guess, under a year, is that the middle? Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then anything over that is buyers. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's what we're told. It, it seems like our market moves faster than that. Though, yes. It? For sure. And I mean, that's like the national statistic for it. But I mean, you know, I'll have people a lot of times say, oh, gosh, it's a seller's market. I don't want to buy right now. But at the end of the day, if you think about it, sure. OK, it's a seller's market. But that means there's so many more listings hitting the market, right. giving right. you so many more choices to to look at. And I don't know. I don't like to think of it that way. I like to think of it always as like a neutral market. You know, right. it's it's a good market for you, depending on your situation and relative to you and your price range, yeah. and specific needs and all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That buyer and seller market thing too, in the best market ever, in the really high price ranges, it's still a buyer's market yep. because there are, will always be more buyers. Pardon me. Yes. Okay. We've got to back up. Yeah. No, you're right. No, you're right. There's going to be more buyers than sellers. There's always more buyers than sellers in the low end. Yes. There's always mm-hmm. more sellers than buyers in the high end, right? Yeah, so that, yes. that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere in the middle is where it varies more. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Absolutely. Okay, so next, new listings. This is anything that has come on the market that's active, pending, or contingent, or sold. 
uh, within that specific month. So we're looking from the first day of the month to the last day of the month whenever we're pulling these statistics. So anything active within that time. I love this one. I like before Alexis did the market update, I did it. And I would look back like five years. I would look back 10 years just because I was curious, like what the trends were, especially in billings. You know, we always kind of joke that we live in a bubble, but I find it really interesting that no matter what year or how many listings, of course, that part's going to vary. It seems like if you were to put it on a bar graph or if you were to what uh, I was going to say a pie chart. If you're going to put it on a bar graph, <laughs> it's always kind of following the same right, ebbs line. And flows. Right. It yep. ebbs and flows. And like the trend with some little bumps down. Yeah, yep. exactly. I feel super lucky to be in the real estate game, if you will, in Billings, because I feel like we're a thriving market. We're always going to have new listings and we're always going to be growing. And there's just a lot of growth coming to town. So I think that that number is pretty similar year after year mm-hmm. since I started. Yeah, it's really true. There is a tremendous fluctuation in some markets, and we have never been like that. During the last recession, when Las Vegas, Phoenix, the Florida markets went way, way down, we had a little bit of depreciation for one year. And the best areas of town didn't have any depreciation, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Unique. We're kind of a hub. We're 600 miles larger from a metro area, larger than ourselves. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Cool things going on with the hospitals. Hospital. Yes. Sure. Hospital. Yeah. yeah. Hospital, yeah. No kidding. That bank, new college, or banks, uh, new college. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible the things that are are happening over here. Absolutely. Next, closings. So this is closings that happened within the given month. Uh, Again, we're looking from the 1st to the 30th or the last day of the month. So pretty self-explanatory on that one. What are we seeing there, Lex? What What do you take from that? I take from that that the, are you talking about the specific market update ones? Right, yes. So last year we were sitting at 154. This year we're down a little bit. And honestly, I think that is just due to inventory. Uh, I know specifically for myself, it's been hard to get something under contract. I have tons of buyers who are out there looking. There's no shortage of buyers, but it's just that inventory has been down. So closings in December of 22, 154, 23, 135, but under contract, we actually had 142 go under contract yeah. this year versus 118 last year. That's a, a huge shift. Though. Yeah. And I think it's, I find it really interesting because, I mean, so we train so many new agents and they come in and they're like, oh, it's so slow. What do I do? What do I do during the slow time? <laughs> right. You look at these numbers, 154 like to slow. 135 is not that big of a difference. Boy, I mean, that's pretty close. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, most people make conclusions based on too small of a sample size. Exactly. Like, sure, I'm not busy, so it's not busy. Right. But yeah, there's always plenty of activity going oh, on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, under contract is the next one, which we kind of just hit on. Uh, last year, we had under contract or pending 118. Now we have 142. So plenty in the month of to December. do. This is in the we month of 20, December. We had 24 more this year than last year. Yep. Wow. Uh, Which means the closings are going to go up, too, in February. They're going under contract. They're just going to keep going up. Yeah. Interesting. Changes in the market. Closing by office. This one's really great. Uh, So this, we take a pie chart, and we look at similar offices uh, within our Billings area and see what share of the market that they have currently within that month. These 50... Ish year old eyes can't read those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should make them bigger. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. No, I'm we should because it's a big deal. So for Century 21, we have about 18.7% of the market. 
It's uh, residential. This housing is blast. residential. That's oh, 12, for the past twelve months. Twelve months. Okay. Residential homes in Yellowstone County over the past twelve months. Yes. And then is Berkshire Hathaway about the same as us? Yep. For the most part, month after month, we're tied, if you will. Interesting. We're mm-hmm. one to two houses away from them. And, you Always. know, they're the other big office in town, super great training and all of that. Yep. So good people. It definitely makes sense. Yeah. That was founded by the Flobergs, who are really iconic people. They were in business, I think, 50 years before we started, and they were always so good to us. Mm-hmm. Um, Don passed away a couple of years ago, a few days short of his 100th birthday. Oh, my goodness. And Marilyn, I believe she was 97. She passed away just this this last year. And just iconic. Yes. Yeah, it's... he has drinks named after him in different places. In <laughs> yeah. Wonderful people. Yeah, totally. Oh, gosh, that's awesome. Yep, so we don't look at every office, but we just have a few noted there, and we'll have that month after month, and it's a great statistic to look at. And I think it's something to be proud of if you're part of this office that we, month after month, have a huge market share. I'm way more proud of that statistic you have at the bottom there. I'm glad you have that on this. (laughs) Oh, what is this, Mark? Is this the 95% of our clients say that they would uh, recommend us or use us in the future? Right. And I think, you know, we send out surveys, self-addressed, stamped envelope, old school. So it's easy for people. And I think this is a bigger deal than anybody else seems to think it is because there's so many moving parts. And I think you would tend to hear back from people who are unhappy more than happy. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it just speaks to we have really good humans here who are trying really hard. And not everyone's happy every time, but gosh, if we're hitting 95%, I'm really proud of that. I am too. Something right. The only thing we could be doing better in life is having kids and raising them well to be decent humans. I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's all we got to do. I think we're doing that as well. Hopefully. Yes. I'm, I'm just hoping and praying. Got my fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing okay so far, but Kept you know. them alive another day. Jury's still out. You never know. <laughs> Uh, the final thing that we take a look at on our market report uh, each month is areas. So I kind of hit that at the beginning, the areas that we look at, whether it be West End all the way to Laurel or Shepherd Huntley. We look at the active days on market, things that have gone under contract or homes, rather, and anything closed. So kind of a more, I guess, zoned in view, if you will, of the neighborhoods. Yeah. And this is, again, super useful when you're visiting with a, a buyer or a seller in those specific areas. And again, if you wanted to help your clients in an even more useful way, you'd narrow it down by the neighborhood. But boy, just having that that tiny little bit of information that you can take with you when you're going to meet someone in the Heights, keep it in the back of your mind, in the back of your pocket if you need it. It's so useful. And I mean, that's our job, right? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it seems like the smallest areas have the shortest average day on market. So Southside actually is way lower. Yeah. Way quicker sales than the than the most preferred areas of town. Absolutely. And then downtown is really, really short too. Average days on the market downtown, seven days, south side, eight days. It's pretty incredible. I mean, and I'm, you know, again, this goes back to what? The average price. Mm-hmm. But if you took the average price, definitely yes. makes sense. Correlates right. with that first time home buyer range where yep. things are going a little bit quicker. Whereas like the West End or Northwest End of town. Right. Perhaps the homes are higher a little prices. bit higher priced and they sit on the market a little bit longer. If you really want to know what the market is doing, it'd be great to be able to find a house that sold each year. And what did that specific house? And obviously you don't have it. You list it every year. year, year. Yeah. You can find one that sold three years ago and then now and see if anything's been done to it. And you can find a few that actually sold within you know, last year and then again this year. That's what we're really looking for is right. how are things different than they were a year ago? How's well, the market trending? Right. And when you're like pulling your comparable properties, you know, you're looking, sure you want a good handful to compare to, but 
all it takes is one. You need one right. really, really, really good, good one. <laughs> Maybe it's the neighbor. It's right across the street. You need the one that's really, really good. Yes. And that will give you exactly what you need to know. So we'll talk about that on our next podcast is how to price a property to sell. Because that's a whole... That's a whole podcast right there. Yeah, a whole, whole, long whole conversation. series maybe. Boy, I could talk about that okay. for days. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll narrow down the 21-ish most interesting part of those days. Why you need to do it then. <laughs> yes. I love it. Why is it starting? Can you tell me? Because I know clue, my friend. The only thing I know for sure is that this is how, this is how it is.